Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Well, Delaware's jobless rate remains steady right now at about just below 5.5%. According to WalletHub, Delaware is ranking number 31 out of 50, 31 in employment recovery from COVID uh, pandemic. We're seeing uh, fewer claims for unemployment, but still people are having problems. And because of the, what was it, like 25,000 identified fraudulent claims in uh, September and moving that into October and this month as well. It is uh, putting a big delay on people getting their unemployment claims, especially uh, folks who've who've been trying to get money more recently, like September or so. Well, Daryl Scott's director of your unemployment insurance office. He's on the phone right now, and he always takes your calls and tries to help you out with this because there is still bureaucracy and fraud that's slowing things down. Daryl, I hope you're well today. I am. Well, uh, thanks, Rick. Sure. I'm glad to be on. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing fewer claims now uh, overall since, like, say, uh, uh, midsummer, or what's it looking like? It, actually, the claim volume continues to uh, to trend down. It's been relatively flat for, and I was just trying to get to my, my chart, since, um, since the middle of September, we've been trending somewhere um, – you know, over uh, or somewhere in the you know 600, 700 claims per week, um, in in sort of in aggregate. So, and and what I mean by that is we we get like for example we got 600 claims last week, uh, about 350 passed the identity verification. So there were about 150 or 250 that um, that had an that had to go through some additional checks before. Yeah. Uh, any work can be done on that. And over a year, a year and a half ago, it was like 20,000. It was crazy. I want to get to more of these numbers and details so people have an idea of what's happening. But there are still people trying to get their unemployment insurance benefits for a number of reasons. We've got a few thousand still here in Delaware who are still wrestling with this. And I know that your team is working very hard to solve those problems. Can we get right to the phone with a couple of folks? Absolutely. Perfect. Like, Because that's really the number one thing that we do here with Daryl Scott. Let's get to Rhiannon. Hey, Rhiannon, uh, say hi to Daryl. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So, uh, what's your story, Rhiannon? So, I applied for unemployment at the end of September, and um, I might have waited a little too long to do that first pay authorization, but I did it, and they told me I filed out a sequin, so I called right away, and they said, we'll shoot an email over, and ever since then, I've called same time every Sunday to do my pay authorization. And it's still saying I'm out of sequence, so I have not received anything yet. Right. So one of the first things, so uh, I know I've got somebody looking at your claim. I believe it, I got an email just in the last 24 hours regarding it. Mm-hmm. One of the first things you have to do is you have to reopen your claim. So the the way the process works, you file your claim the, the following. So if you file your claim on Wednesday, on Sunday, you, co- you can come in and do your certification. It sounds like uh-huh. you have from Sunday to Saturday to do that first certification and mm-hmm. every week thereafter. If you miss a certification, you have to reopen your claim. So okay. so what, what someone's going to call you or send you an email to say you're going to need to reopen your claim, and then somebody's going to have to look at it, and they'll see the weekly certifications that were submitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have to get it sort of uh, get your claim back on track. So um, it's the, the, the system that you're using for traditional UI uh, unemployment uh, isn't sophisticated enough to be able to, to – allow us to easily just correct that uh, without you having to reopen the, the claim. So mm-hmm. I, 
apologize for that difficulty. That's one of the things we'll look to to address as we modernize our systems in the future. So uh, you did get the email, and uh, I was wondering, can somebody reach out to her, or this is just the instruction right here? No, no, I've... Um, I've asked somebody when I forwarded to someone this morning, I asked them to reach out. So, uh, Rihanna, you should, you should get uh, an email and or phone call from somebody with some specific instructions. And, and they're going to, even after you open it, they're going to have to do some things to make sure that, um, that the weekly certifications you've already filed have, you know, are, are in line and we can pay it. The, the only thing I'll caveat, and I know I got a note back from my team on this, They'll still have to look at if there are any separation issues. So I don't know, you know, if you were let go for lack of work or what the circumstances were. But if some, but if it requires a deputy to investigate that, there may be some uh, additional time to get that resolved. Um, and I saw the your email and sort of the circumstances, and so the team is looking at that to see if they can't get it resolved quickly for you. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, can I thank mention you. some things? Because I saw the email, too, about uh, tough time you're having. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I saw this from Rhiannon. Is it Rhiannon or Rhiannon? Like Rhiannon. Okay, Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Yep. You listen to the Fleetwood Mac, it's Rhiannon. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm named after. <laughs> Are you? M- yep. <laughs> mom liked that song? Yes, she did. <laughs> cool. Uh, so a mom of three-year-old twins trying to fix the car, pretty much uh, drained your, or you've gone through a lot of your savings trying to fix the car. And uh, you're really concerned because you're running out of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just been a lot, my car. <laughs> it's totally been in and out. It just drained all my savings. Um, I am not working because my work closes um, during the winter season. So I will go back to work in April, but as of right now. Um, and my kids are in school, so it's a little harder to work you know, during the winter. What kind of car do you have? I have a 2008 Chevy Uplander. <laughs> I don't even like know. It's a little that, minivan. It's a little minivan, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with it? Um, it just had a bunch of, like, a- my ABS and traction control light was on and my check engine light. I would take it to the shop, and it would get fixed, and then literally within a week, that check engine light would be back on for something else. So it just had a lot of problems. Well, I wish you well. Yeah, I've got this. this my, mine shows uh, my brakes need to be changed. I took it in, and they charged me like 85 bucks to look at it because, you know, their time is worth money. And it turns yeah. out, no, I just I just have a bad, it's just a bad connector. It's like, there's nothing wrong with your brakes. They're 60%. It's like, that's so annoying to pay to do that. Well, okay, yeah. well, we wish you well. And I know the team, see, once the team, especially they hear a story, they go, oh, my gosh, you know, and they hear a lot of different stories. And I know that they really, really do want to help everybody through this. So follow the directions. Uh, good luck. And, mm-hmm. and keep in touch with me, too, will you? Okay, thank you so much for all your help. Oh, yeah, no worries. I don't do anything. All right, uh, <laughs> the team does everything. Uh, so, Daryl, this is actually kind of good news because back before the pandemic and everybody was told you're not allowed to go to work, your team had, like, um, I think it was seven people on the front line, 10 people behind the scenes adjudicating and making sure that all the claims are are legitimate. And you were getting about 500 claims a week. Then came the lockdowns, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. Amazing. And you just didn't have enough people to do that. So I just want people to know if they don't know the story, 
Uh, Daryl and uh, his team there at the Department of Labor got together and said, we need computers, we need people, we need space. Oh, by the way, have I told you we need phones and we need people and they need computers and they need people and they need space, they need people. Now you've got over 200 people who are working on these cases, but still there's a backlog. And how far back does that backlog go now? So we're assigning, we're assigning new claims received as of the 9th of August. Um, so if somebody filed after August 9, it, it very, it, if there are any issues requiring it to be investigated, it hasn't been assigned yet. Um, with Rhiannon's um, claim, again, we think that once she, she's a seasonal worker, she's, um, she's probably got a recall date for, you know, the, uh, uh, as she said, the springtime. So the team's going to look at that and see if that's something that can be resolved you know, relatively quickly. Yeah, that would be nice so, considering the backlog goes to September, right? It, oh, no, August. It, it, I'm sorry, August, August 9. It, it goes to August. So she's... Uh, and she you know, filed again, in September. Yeah. She filed in September. But but again, some of the cases are a little more straightforward. And so, again, it's we'll, we'll take a look at it and see if it's something that, that the claims processing team can review or or if a deputy has to look at it. So, Rick, the one thing you just touched on, I, I just want to give an update on. So I got a note today that I think 20 or 25 of the computers that we have been, we ordered in the fall are have arrived. Um, we're waiting on some equipment to finish the new suite that we added 20,000 square feet that we've got part of the team in, and we're waiting on some equipment so we can get the rest of the staff in the in that room. But the computers were sort of a, a necessary component to hiring additional people. So. Mm-hmm. Even as the claim volume has come down, you know, we've got strong support from the administration, the governor, the secretary, um, and others to continue to hire to make sure that we clear this backlog. And as I've shared with you, you know, we'll, we'll clear this. I've got like four different audits going on with Department of Labor and Office Inspector General. And, and as you know, with any audit, they'll find something that will cry, you know, require us to revisit, you know, some of the work that we've already done. But uh, we're committed to, um, you know, continue to hire and staff the agency until we're, you know, we're, we clear the backlog. So, um, okay, so the backlog goes back to August 9. She uh, applied in September. However, that doesn't mean that you're not looking at the September claims or the October claims. So how, how many people are in queue then, do, do you think? Um, and, and I know that you have to kind of weigh this against the the estimate of fraudulent claims as well. So... Fraudulent claims, legitimate claims, total number, and how many of each do you think are in the backlog right now? Yeah, so what I can, what I can tell you is the, the fraud is um, sort of an evolving number. As we've shared, we, we have probably over 30,000 reported cases of identity theft. It doesn't mean that there is a claim waiting uh, to be reviewed. But what I can tell you is I, I have about 1,500 claims received within, that are in backlog within the last 30 days. I have just under 2,000 that are 31 to 60 days old. So that's about about 40% or nearly 50% of my backlog is within the last 60 days. And so we continue to um, – I've got a little more than – I don't know if that adds up. Uh, that's about 3,500. Yeah, it is. I've got a little more than 8,000 8, that are uh, currently in the adjudication backlog. And – you touched on this, but I want to reiterate. I mean, we started with seven people uh, roughly doing claims adjudication. We've hired about 40 uh, or more people to assist uh, with that process. Um, and so we're probably approaching 50 people that are managing the adjudication backlog right now. Yeah, as opposed to the original seven. Was it 10 on the front line or seven on the front line originally? 
Well, so the the numbers I'm trying to remember too. I mean, one we had about 17 people supporting the claims yeah. processing business, right? So that was claims processors and the adjudication staff, and and so in total with the call center, the contractual staff. I mean, as you said, we've we we probably have we know we have more than 100 people supporting that part of the business today. So. All right, so you got 8,000 adjudication, you got 3,500, so that's like a what? Um, uh, eleven thousand five hundred. You know, like eleven eleven thousand five hundred uh, in in the queue, as it were. And you're getting five to six hundred a week now. Things seem to be slowing down a little bit. What happens with the office then? If uh, once all these things get cleared out, and you're back to your <laughs> usual five to six hundred a week. Well, we're we've been at five to six hundred a week for the last probably six weeks. And Rick, what I'm telling you is that once we get through this adjudication backlog, we've got fraud investigations that will be conducted. Mm-hmm. And as I've shared with you and your listeners, we compare we compare claim data with wage data that we get from employers. So some of those processes will be done. So we'll be looking at uh, claim history to say, okay, I reported $100 in wages. And the employer reported two hundred dollars in wages, right? So we'll be doing some of those checks, and and there's a backlog in that area that is secondary, right? It's it's not uh, specific to paying the claim; it's more the uh, auditing of the claims that will be done. So there's a backlog in uh, investigations, and this is where, you know, we may have paid somebody, and the and the uh, the legitimate claimant said, "Hey, I didn't file that claim," um, and and we're trying to identify who you know, who that person is. So there's a, um, a fair amount of work that we'll be doing to try and investigate uh, to to pursue criminal, you know, um, cases against individuals who committed fraud. Sure. Uh, against the UI program. So Yeah. And another frustration that from business owners, this has been mentioned, I think, once. In fact, we even got a couple phone calls from business owners saying their frustration is that they put the word out they want to hire somebody. People mm-hmm. call in and they say, why, yes, I'm unemployed and, and I'd like to schedule an interview. They say, here, Thursday at 3 o'clock or Friday at 2 be better, <laughs> that whole thing. And, <laughs> and so they schedule them for an interview. They don't show up. In fact, uh, there was a guy, I think, who called in the show once saying he had four people all on the same day and they, none of them showed up. But the concern is that now they get to put down in their unemployment application Oh, yeah. Um, gosh, I set up this interview, went there, and uh, whatever they put down is what they put down, like I didn't get a job or something. And the business owners would like to call in and complain about those people and get them off the unemployment rolls because they offer them the interview and they don't show up. But there's some frustration here because uh, the Department of Labor rules don't really address somebody specifically who agrees to an interview and doesn't show up, do they? It doesn't. I mean, it's. Um, but but again, Rick, when I look at the data, I know that there. I know there are people that do this. I, I'm not disputing that employers are having this issue, but my benefit payments went down to 1.3 million dollars last week. Mm-hmm. Right, a couple of weeks ago it was 1.7, 1.5, 1.3. So there may be, and again, there may be people that are collecting benefits that are that are looking for work and deciding. You know that hey, I applied, but I'm not going to go for an interview. Part of it could be given there's more jobs available than than candidates that they took another job, mm-hmm. right? Um, but um, but again, it's yeah, I'm not disputing what employers are saying because I've heard it from you, I've heard it from other employers uh, directly. But no, the rules don't uh, provide that. Now, if they offer a job, 
if they make an offer and someone refuses work and they don't report that, then uh, that is something that we ask on the weekly certification, right? Did they refuse work? Yeah. And as I shared, we, if we don't catch that up front, we have audits that are performed after the fact where people will, they'll reach out to the employer, they'll reach out to the, um, the individual and ask for documentation and information. And so um, people need to know that we, again, we, we've got a backlog in that area. We'll continue, you know, to work to make sure that we uh, we investigate those claims as well to. Uh, yeah, and that can take uh, a while because there are some legitimate reasons not to accept a job, you know. Um, there are. Yeah, there there are. All right, uh, Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Always appreciate the conversation. I always appreciate, you know, the fact that your team's working so hard for these folks, uh, especially when you've got like nearly 12,000 of these claims backlogged in a small state like Delaware. We do. And I just put a plug in, joblink.delaware.gov, over 18,000 job postings out there. People are looking for work. I know we're our employment and training uh, group is actively working to try and help people find uh, jobs you know, that, uh, that they want to take, but 18,000 job postings on joblink.delaware.gov. Yeah. If they match up, that can solve the problem. If they match they up. All right. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate your time, sir. Daryl Scott Thanks, Rick. here on uh, the Jensen Show on WDEL. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.